Welcome back to Aseret the Big Ten, understanding Judaism's core values from the Ten Commandments. Today's episode is on the Deber, on the commandment, Law Tignov, do not steal. Soon after we moved to Baltimore from South Africa, we experienced a burglary. It was a petty crime. Someone had broken into the house and stolen some cash, a cell phone, and um, it was really the first time that anything had been stolen from us. And what we found fascinating was not only the hassle and the the, the loss of the of the property that was stolen, but there was a sense of personal violation. Someone had entered our space. Someone had done something against us as a person in a very terrible way. They had done much more than just steal from us. And we we wondered at the time what that was. And later on I find out from research that has been done, psychological research, that in fact this phenomenon is is very common. And the question is why? It's only something. It was a cell phone. It was cash. No one got hurt. Okay, it's gone. Leave it alone. What? What? Why is there a sense of of personal violation? In order to understand this, let's try and explain. Try explore together what the core value of do not steal is. Now, when we start with do not steal, the first place is the Sforno. The Sforno says that this Deber includes actually three aspects of theft. There's property theft, there's something called Genevis Das, and then there's Genevis Nefoshis or kidnapping. And in fact, out of the three, the, the main intent of the Deber is kidnapping because that's the context. Do not murder is a capital crime. Do not commit adultery is a capital t- crime. So therefore, do not steal. Makes sense that this is the place in the Torah which is to- talking about a type of theft which is a capital crime, and that indeed is kidnapping. What are these three categories? So, um, and on a literal level, why do not do not steal? Do not steal property. Property includes anything which people can possess that has value. It can be physical. It can be intellectual. That's also a type of property theft. There is something there that the person, even though it might be ethereal and somewhat, not that physical, but yet it's something which has um, exists, has worth, and a person can hold on to it if they, they choose. It's sometimes quite hard. That would be property theft. Um, you can steal from not only an individual, you can steal from the public. The public also has the right to um, govern their property that they own collectively and decide on the laws and the ways that they should be uh, used. Um, imagine parking in a in a, um, a parking spot, which is for disabled drivers or is in no parking, is not only you know, breaking the law, but it one has to think, is that really law tignum? Is that stealing? Maybe this belongs and the, the use of it. Let's let's make a definition of of theft. What is theft? Theft is taking uh, 
or or preventing the use of something against the will of the person that possesses it. So, um, right, Shoil Shalomidas Gazlin says the, the, the Talmud, someone that even borrows without asking the the permission of the of the owner is even though their intent, right, even though the person's intent is to give it back, is considered theft. Because the use, it's not only the actual ownership and, and control over the item, but it's the use of the item which is owned, and therefore using that would be theft as well. And that's property theft. What about the next category is Geneva's Das, that is theft of one's literally translated knowledge, but when you look into it, it's really theft of someone's goodwill. The uh, Talmud speaks about um, Geneva's Das in terms of having someone give you their goodwill, be it in terms of attention, be it in terms of honor, be it in terms of respect or gratitude, for which you are not deserving. For example, classic case is you buy a, a, uh, two tickets to a game for you and your friend, and your friend can't come. So you call up another friend and you say, hey, I bought a ticket for you. Now, if that friend... If if that really sounds like if you would say it explicitly, you know, I bought a, I, I went out, I bought tickets for us for the game, and that, there's no real other way for the friend to understand, but that you went and bought it for you and and them. They would therefore be more grateful to you. They would see that as a, a greater act of kindness than should you tell them the truth and say, you know, I really bought this for another friend. They can't come. Would you like to come as a second thought? That's Geneva's dust because you are now getting more appreciation, gratitude than you deserve. So you're taking something away from someone. It's their right who to give their goodwill to. And you're taking it um, by deceiving them. So that's Geneva's dust. Now, Geneva's nefashas kidnapping... The third category, which, as we said before, is the main intent over here of the Diber, is very interesting. And I think analyzing it really brings us into what we like to call the underlying meaning of this Diber. What principle, when we take a step back once again and we say, what principle is do not steal teaching us? What, what, how are we meant to, as a, as a core value, what are we meant to hold on to that could guide us in our day-to-day, minute-to-minute living? And that comes about by asking a simple question. Is kidnapping stealing? Well, you know, when we think about, you know, you're stealing one person from who? Parents don't. In halacha, parents do not own children. They're not your possession. A person possesses themselves. So kidnapping, you're moving someone from their, you know, free state, and you are taking them by against their will to some other place, holding them captive, selling them on as a slave. That's the classic case, by the way. What did you steal? You've abused them, 
I understand. It's a terrible, terrible sin. Yes, it's it's a capital crime. But why is it theft? And the answer is really simple, but very profound. It's because you're taking away one of the main or basic rights of a human being. Human beings are endowed with the right to life. We'll study that when we get to do not murder. And together with that right to life is the right to possess. And a person can possess things. A person can possess property. That's why there's such a thing as theft of property. A person can a person possesses goodwill. That's why there's theft of goodwill. And a person possesses their right to their own body and movement thereof. And any violation against it, be it um, physical, be it sexual, is really theft. Because you are taking what, what what is a person what is a person doing when they um, when they kidnap they are violating this right that a person has to control their own body and that's really where the core value comes out because it's this right to possess that is being violated when someone when this person burgled our house broke into our house and took our things yes they took our things but more than that i would say especially in that case it wasn't it was not very significant what they did was they violated our right to possess this is our house we are the rightful owners that was my phone i'm the rightful owner of that i have the right to possess it to control it and to use it according to my discretion. And theft is really ignoring or violating that right. And that that goes throughout all theft. When someone steals from you, whether it be property, as we just described, or whether it be thus, if someone deceives you into giving more gratitude, respect, or whatever it should be, whatever it is, the problem with that is not only have they taken something of yours, but they have violated your right. And why does that feel so bad? Why is it such a deep feeling, a, a, a terrible feeling? Is because our rights, just like our right to live and our right, our right to possess, is bound up with something called Selim Elohim, in the image of God. Mankind, more than any inanimate, animate, animals, plants, vegetables, mankind, in, out, of, out of all of the creatures on this earth, has the image of God. And that is their dignity. That is our dignity. And from that stems our right to live, and our right to possess. So, the core value of do not steal is really the respect we should have for the right people have to possess things 
and maybe beyond that, all rights. The right a a person, an individual, has to their own body to be able to move freely, to be able to um, be secure from assault. That is something bound up in the image of God. And that can be a, clearly is a core value that we understand. And we walk around with the, that, that awareness, that sensitivity, that people besides having the right to life, but the, that life is complex and it contains many parts and aspects included the right to possess. And it's not only respecting their possessions, but it's respecting the people. The people's right to possess is really a respecting, a respect due to the Tselem Elohim, acknowledging this image of God that each person is. We'll discuss when we get to do not murder, what exactly that is, and we'll, maybe we'll reference this, if I remember, to why that is so, why, why this is bound up there. What, what, what about the image of God makes mankind able to possess. But as a core value that is clear, strong and powerful to acknowledge and respect not only other people's possessions but also acknowledge other people's people having the right to possess, having all of their rights. And um, as all the debrot that are said in the negative, we know that the Medrash says every time on Sinai when we heard these these debrot and they were in the negative, so I'll love Hain on, on, on that which God said, do not, we said we will. And we meant to turn it into the positive. And of course the positive over here is to respect each person and their rights and to acknowledge to to acknowledge and to affirm that and should take care of people's property to actually take care of other people's property return it to them take care of other people's opinions their das right their their goodwill that they're able to that they're able to share and it's well, one of the most fascinating things i find is that you know we we think this is such a a modern idea this idea is found in the Talmud. Rabbi Yochanan says, anyone who steals a Shava Pruta, anyone who steals something of the the lowest value, something really a quarter, something something that people wouldn't throw away, it's as if they've stolen their soul. It's nafshur. He's stolen his soul. What does that mean? Yes, it means that besides that which you have taken, what you've done is violated their soul. So, this is something we should be, um, of course, aware of, um, and you know, it 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 bears. 
light on our own, our relationship to our own possessions. How do we, how do we view our own possessions? And that's, I think, quite simple, that our dignity, this image of God that we have, which entitles us to this God-given right, but it also places a responsibility on us of how we use them. So not only are we entitled to own, but why did God, right? go back to the big why, why did God give us this power, this ability, this right, obviously to use that which we possess to further our mission of elevating ourselves and making a positive impact in this world. Thank you for listening. Looking forward to the next one.